The Fresh Fiction Podcast is brought to you by Ravel Books and Bethany House, publishers of A Secret to Die For by Lisa Harris. Psychologist Grace Callahan has no idea that she has a secret, one worth killing for. But when she finds out that one of her clients has been murdered, she as quickly realizes that this, the computer security specialist wasn't simply suffering from paranoia. Detective Nate Quinn has just been cleared for active duty after bombing killed 18 people, including his partner, and left him dealing with PTSD. His first case back on the job involves the murder of Stephen Shaw, and his only lead turns out to be an old friend, Grace Callahan, and her life is in grave danger. Someone believes Shaw gave his psychologist information before he died, information they are willing to kill for. All right, Lisa, that is intense. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thanks so much for having me, and I hope it's that's the point. That's the point, right? Well, it's interesting because you have always, except for maybe one of your first books, you have always written romantic suspenses. Well, even when I was just writing straight romance, I would always try to stick in the suspense plot line. And I have to say, my editors, I don't think, always like that. And I think it was kind of unexpected for readers who weren't expecting that, but... I just couldn't not do that. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Well, we'll get we'll definitely get into that, but I want to go a little bit farther back um, and have you introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, I'm Lisa Harris. Um, I started writing about 20 years ago when my son was a baby and I had no car and was stuck at home and I decided I was going to write a book. Okay. Um, so I've been doing that for a long time. We currently live in Southern Africa where we've been for about 15 years. Um, my kids, unfortunately, are spread out all over the world right now. and. Oh. Almost grown up, which is kind of hard. But um, so we've had, yeah, quite an adventurous life living in several different countries. And the wonderful thing about my job is I can write anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So had you? So you've been writing for about twenty years, and then living um, overseas for fifteen. Was um, was writing always sort of what you wanted to do? And then you also did these other these other things, or was it just that um, you just couldn't do anything else but write? Well, I always wanted to be a writer. My mom even says that I used to dictate little stories to her, you know, when I was very small. I love that. But it just was something that always got on the back burner. You know, there was just so many other things that were going on. And I don't know, it just didn't seem like a priority. But it was something that I definitely, I mean, I even have handwritten pages when I was probably in junior high, little stories that I, you know, started. Um, So it was definitely something I always wanted to do. But it wasn't until I was kind of stuck at home with my youngest son, and thankfully he, or my oldest son, and he slept all the time. He was, I mean, he would take long naps, so I had this extra time, and I just, that's when I started, and I never stopped. So and you I never stopped. Writing. <laughs> yeah. Were all of your kids as um, amiable to, in the sense of, like, not disturbing you while you were writing, or were they each different from um, after you started having more? Um, I we I have three kids and it turned into pretty much writing in chaos. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had this picture, but my mom has this picture. She told me that I was sitting at my desk with a baby in my lap and kids and my other two crawling on me, and I'm sitting there trying to write. Normally, I I didn't ignore them. <laughs> I mean, I would write like during nap time and when they would be at night. But um, and then I ran a daycare for a long time, which was nice because they had friends. And so when everybody was happy, you know, I could kind of sit in the living room and and write. And so I definitely got used to writing just with noise and chaos and whatever was going on around me. It's not so easy anymore. I think maybe I'm getting too old. (laughs) I want a little bit more quiet now, but yeah, yeah. it's hard to quiet your brain when you're trying to, when you have so many thoughts going through it to kind of sit down and, and focus on just the words. Definitely. Yeah. 
Well, and it's great because I was I was going through your website and I see that you also give so many um, tips and you're so open with with aspiring writers as well as readers. And um, was that something that was so important to you as you began writing? Did you have mentors that were kind of helping you and supporting you? Well, and I did, and I think that's one reason why I like to encourage other you know, aspiring writers. When I, I first started going to a writer's group with Lena Nelson Dooley in Dallas, and um, I just remember the first time I went, I was kind of terrified. I hadn't really told anybody what I was doing. Um, you know, I don't know. It just, I didn't know what I was doing, really. That was probably why. Mm-hmm. And, and when I got there that first night, and I remember reading my chapter, and they were all, like, so positive and then told me to go totally rewrite it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good friends. But, but for me... I would much rather somebody say, okay, you know, to be encouraging, but to say, this isn't, you know, this isn't going to cut it. And I learned from that. I learned from them being very nice and loving, but also being very direct and helping me learn. So I, I, I started understanding, okay, why things don't work and why I needed to change certain things. You know, my characters were like cardboard and I'm sure the list was very long, <laughs> but, um, you know, so, so for me, that balance of, not being just mean and negative, but also being very direct because I'd always rather learn and grow. Even now to this day, I just, I'm in the middle of these huge edits from my editor and you know, it kind of hurts because you think you had it all perfect when you sent it in and yet I'm still learning to this day. That's awesome. And it's good that, do you still have a good attitude about it too? Like you're, you're open to the, the suggestions and the, the, the guidance that your editors are giving you? Well, I decided they, I mean, that's their job, so I just have to suck it up, and and I learned from it, (laughs) you know, and I just have to get in there, work hard, and in the end, I know it'll be better. Absolutely. So I know it's going to be worth it, yeah, even though it's hard. (laughs) I know, it's hard, because it's kind of like killing your darlings in a way, you know? It is, Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm interested because you said um, earlier on that you've always kind of had a mystery or a suspense element in your books, even when maybe the readers in those early ones weren't really necessarily uh, ready or interested in that. Um, but I'm curious about where your love for the for mystery and suspense comes from. Well, you know, I don't know exactly, though. I grew up reading Nancy Drew books and reading all the Victoria Holt books, you know, the, mm-hmm. the goth um, kind of suspense novels. Um, I was a vivacious reader growing up, and that is really, I guess, what I read. Um, the strange thing is, like, I don't like any kind of adrenaline rush. I don't like roller coasters. I like to, <laughs> I don't like to be scared. I don't like scary movies. Um, but I love writing it. Um, and I love, you know, I love that I, I want people to have to turn the pages and to be scared and, you know, have their heart rates and stuff like that. So maybe I can just enjoy all that in the book where I know that I'm in a safe environment. <laughs> and I know it's a happy ending. <laughs> that's good. And that's the nice thing about writing romantic suspense, too, is that you always kind of, you, yes, there's so much chaos and so much craziness going on, but you still have that happily ever after at the end. And you make those characters, you know, they, they go through so much, but at least they have some sort of relief at the end. Oh, yes. You have to have a happy ending. Have to have a happy ending. Even if, not necessarily everything's going to tie up in a perfect little bow, and that's okay, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely have to have that happy ending. Absolutely. Yeah. And so with A Secret to Die For, which is your newest one, um, came out at the uh, middle of September. Um, I'm curious for you, what was the inspiration behind this for behind the book? Well, the, the, he- the heroine is a psychologist, and I guess that probably came from the fact that that's what my daughter is stud- studying in school right now. Oh, okay. And I... Started, which is a very interesting career to me, and and we talk a lot about it, my daughter and I. And 
And I figured, you know, there's got to be a lot of secrets um, that are told to a psychologist. And what if one of those secrets was enough to land her in a lot of trouble? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, a secret that was actually somebody was worth killing to make sure that, you know, the secret didn't get out. And so that was kind of the idea. I usually have something that starts mulling around in the back of my head. And before I know it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's a book. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how that started. So with uh, Grace's story, um, is she... I know you modeled her her profession after your daughter, but does she have any traits similar to your daughter? Um, you know, I don't ever on purpose yeah. make a character be like somebody that I know, whether I do or not. I don't know, because every once in a while somebody, you know, my mom will say something, well, that sounds like so-and-so, but <laughs> I never do that on purpose. Well, nice um, to say, I bet the people around you probably see more of that than you do, of course. Yeah, and you do kind of, the things that you see in life, people that you meet, um, you know, things you see on television, your friends. I mean, all of those are going to play into ideas that, you know, come into your mind as that character is developing. I didn't have to use a lot of technical stuff yeah. about her, her career. So, yeah, um, you know, there was some stuff about PTSD. Um, and our family went through an attack a, few, a couple of years ago. And so some of that was drawing on personal experiences on how, um, you know, that the after effects of loss and trauma and things like that. Yeah. So... Actually, it was probably more on a personal side than it was. Um, of course, I always do so much research. Um, I kind of get carried away with research, too. Yeah. But <laughs> I find that would be my favorite part of writing a book would be doing is, all the research. Is, yeah, and I find myself off way over here, <laughs> drag myself back in. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever sit down to research something and then you're like, oh, this is not for this book at all. I have to save it for the next one or something else? Um, I'm, I'm sure, yeah, because I do... Yeah, there's a lot of research that doesn't actually get into the page. Um, though usually I'm looking for pretty specific information. Um, what, what I thought is I can spend a lot of time on a sentence. You know, it's one sentence of information that the reader is not even going to, you know, think, wow, she spent an hour looking for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll looking that up. So. so most of it probably, but that's what you want. I mean, you don't want some, oh, there's a whole bunch of facts that are sticking out. You know, you want it just to kind of flow with a little added, you know, interesting information that's kind of weaved into there so absolutely and what's great too like I, I think exploring PTSD um, you know it's it's a thing that I think it touches every single person's life in some way or another. Everyone's known somebody that's gone through um, traumas in their lives and they deal with it yeah. in their different varying ways. Um, and I, I bet you hear from readers, I mean, I know the book's only been out for a week, but are you starting to hear from readers that are kind of pinpointing onto that PTSD conversation? I have had, I just I just read like today, somebody said that they saw that that was part of the book and they go, that's why they had to read it. I don't mm-hmm. know what their story is, but I know that that these two characters, especially, they both had pretty significant losses. She's kind of further along in her healing than he is. Right. And um, but one of the things that I like, I like seeing them kind of um, help each other as they, of course, they're in a very intense situation and don't have a lot of time to help each other through it. But you know, there are scattered out conversations, and and as readers, and even as you know, as writers, I mean, we've all experienced loss or trauma or something, and so I think it's something that everybody can relate. And I hope it's interesting as they kind of take this journey um, toward, not maybe to being healed, but, you know, toward a healing in the things that have happened to them in their past. When you're not writing and you're not researching, you're probably reading and watching movies or TV shows. Um, what are you currently enjoying when you don't, I know you're in the middle of edits, but when you have some yeah. time, what sort of, uh, what are you watching, reading, and listening to right now? 
Well, I definitely like reading romantic suspense, thriller type things. Um, I also really like um, kind of the end of the world type things. I love those kind of movies. I love those kind of books, um, which kind of there is a little bit of that in here um, in this story, which I found interesting with all the research. I love police procedurals. Um, I watch a lot of those, mm-hmm. like as TV shows, and always. I'm, I'm always got my little notebook because just something will spark an idea in my head with something that I'm watching. That happens a lot, and um, I even just just you know, one small idea could actually spark a whole book. So I definitely like I like to write what I re- what I watch, what I read. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you: is do you are you able to do that while you're while you're writing, or or do you like to be like I have to read something completely out of my genre when I'm writing romantic suspense? Um, I can do both. Yeah, I'll, I'll often, especially watching the shows um, like Police Procedures, I just find it very interesting because I do a lot of that. And I know that TV shows are not necessarily accurate. I get that. Sure. Um, but still, you know, you, you, you still get a lot of ideas. And, um, and and pretty much I read in the thriller suspense genre for the most part as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and are you... Uh Oh, that was my, I guess that was my question. Perfect. Well, uh, Lisa, I'm curious for you for the, for, okay, sorry. I'm all over the place with my questions. Um, cause we are nearing the end of our time and I wanted to make sure that you had a chance to let our listeners know where they can stay in touch with you and find out more about you. Okay, great. I have a website, um, lisaharriswrites.com. And there's all kinds of information there about my books, even pictures. I love photography, and I have a lot of great animal pictures there from when we go on safari in Africa. That's so cool. Um, stuff about my books and way to contact me there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. I appreciate it. And um, I know you're in the States right now, but I hope that your travels back to uh, Africa and Mozambique are um, fun and no uh, stress whatsoever. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me, Gwen. I appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, guys. It's Gwen. If you love what you hear, there are a few ways you can help us during Season 2. First, don't forget to subscribe to the Fresh Fiction Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcast apps. Rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast with your friends helps us out more than you'll ever know. Sharing is caring, as they say. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram as Real Vixen.